Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Above a certain age. <laughs> Some people are shaking their heads, pretending not to know what's going on. If you went to boarding school in a certain range of years, this was your mode of transport to go for sosh. <laughs> I know, yes, yes. You show up for such school track. Yes. Everything, football match, such uh, fire seminars, firewood for the school. Every, this, this vehicle here was the uh, totality of logistical support to schools. So any school that didn't have this was a poor school. <laughs> Faith can hardly believe it. This is it. UPP 510. Okay, there were other number plates, but they were within UP or UW. So, I woke up this morning thinking about this school truck and its relatives. Remember, promote cooperatives and marketing? <laughs> Frank, keep quiet. You remember, you probably uh, used to repair one of these. So, <laughs> so I got to think about this truck and all its relatives. School trucks, cooperative societies trucks, and the green version which were being used by, by the army. Remember, the army had these in green. Then there were these ones. Then later on, they brought those with, uh, the, this part was orange and the, the other side white. You know, those, now those were the new ones. <laughs> and I started thinking, in those days when these schools had these trucks, did they buy them? And I don't think they bought them. I think government would buy like a batch or would get donations. And then if you knew how to bench the permanent secretary or the DEO or something, you, you had to position your school to eventually get a school truck. Ta-ta. And I started thinking about the idea that we have become this society which puts so much value on free things. And how dangerous that is. Someone said that where the food is free, the eaters usually are not. Where the food is free, the eaters are not. So we, we, we as a people, you know, some of us grew up in the village. If you found a tree with ripe mangoes, those were your mangoes. Even though the tree was in someone else's land, you just enjoyed and moved on. And that's good. It worked there. 
But as, as I've grown up, I'm starting to realize that it's very dangerous for us to continue operating like that. Because it's killing our creativity and capacity to be productive. And as we do not see how that should be the norm, but rather the idea of free things being the big deal, it is killing us. It's killing our continent. It's killing our economies. And we don't even know it's killing us. In fact, a really good church... Now, salvation is free, okay? By grace, you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourself. It's a gift from God. But you also know that that free salvation, for you to enjoy it, what must you do? You must receive it by faith. You walk in it. Okay? I'm, I'm taking this somewhere. I don't want to confuse you. So that's why I had to first bring in that part. And if you know the story of Israel, the Lord gave them the promised land and it was theirs and it was free. Wasn't it? Yes. But do you know what? Did they, did they just saunter in there and say, I need the keys to my house? Because it says you shall receive free houses you did not build and vineyards you did not plant. I need the keys to my house and the title to my vineyard. Is that how it happened? How did it happen? There was a fight. So even the things that are free, that have been freely given to us by God require action. Your business requires action. It's a gift from God. It's for you. He wants you to prosper, but there has to be action. And where was I going with this? A really good church is where they will come and tell you free things, free things, everything free. Okay? You lay hands on you, you fall down, you come up, there's money in your pocket. Or something like that. I decided to go and I, I had got this information about two years ago, but I hadn't looked at it. So I went this morning and started looking up some information. It is said African countries received $162 billion in 2015, mainly in loans, aid, and personal remittances. But in the same year, $203 billion was taken from the continent, either directly through multinationals repatriating profits and illegally moving money into tax havens or by costs imposed by the rest of the world through climate change adaptation and mitigation. And interest on those loans. Are you with me? This led to an annual financial deficit of $41.3 billion from the 47 African countries, where many people remain trapped in poverty, according to the report, Honest Accounts 2017. The campaign has said illicit financial flows. At what point of the year is the dollar at the highest price? Every year. June. Just before the financial year closes. Why is the dollar at a very high price in June? You know it hit 3.7 and it went back as it usually does, goes taxes, oh, repatriation. All these multinationals are sending their dollars away. And so 
the dollar demand is high because the dollars are not that much around. It's the scarcity of dollars because everyone is sending their profits out before the new financial year. Are you here? Okay. You know, sometimes we go to church and forget that we have a nation to build. Where were we? The campaign has said illicit financial flows defined as the illegal movement of cash between countries account for 68 billion a year, three times as much as the 19 billion Africa receives in aid. You get 19 billion coming in in aid, over which they cause you to change your laws, tell you you must become uh, X, Y, Z, Basically, they load it over you, over the 19 billion, while they are taking out 68. Mm, some of you are wondering, am I at church? Yes. The key factors contributing to this inequality include unjust debt payments and multinational companies hiding proceeds through tax avoidance and corruption. African governments received 32 billion in loans in 2015, but paid more than half of that 18 billion in debt interest, with the level of debt rising rapidly. This is from the Guardian of May 2017. Uh. Facts. What do we do now? Do you know what we need to do now? We stop begging. We start working. 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 We start building serious businesses that keep the profits here, not there, wherever there might be. Uh, uh, do, do you get it? Are you with me? Yeah. I think the information has sort of brought even more coldness than already was existing. I apologize. I just... Genesis 128, we've been looking at this. It says, then God blessed them and God said to them together, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And we've been saying that there is more ways to interpret this than having lots of children. That's one way to interpret it, which is very correct. But you can be more fruitful you can be fruitful in more ways than uh, procreation. Is that the word? <laughs> children we must have. Yeah, we must continue having children. Amen, amen, brothers and sisters. I will not point anywhere right now because sometimes some can just wax prophetic and then some people are like, we had ended then, what? Anyway, so children we must have. But we must also start producing Dreams, ideas. These children called businesses, Agape Electricals. Yeah? That's how we change a country. That's how we change a continent. Everyone gets out of here, you go do something. I, I explained it the other day, 
but I, I find a need to repeat it. If there are 10 people in a circle, yeah, and each of those 10 people buys something worth 10,000 from another, they produce different things. Remember, I'm trying to bring back basic economics, senior five, eh? They, they each produce something which the other one needs, but then they are able to buy only 10,000 worth of the product. Yeah? So I buy 10,000 worth of Kamara's products. I buy 10,000 worth of Chris's, uh, 10,000 worth of Paul. Everyone like that. Do you know what happens if we are 10 of us? I'm able to buy products worth 90,000. Then I also have mine of 10,000. So altogether 100,000. So my microeconomy personally, net worth something is 100,000. And then times 10 of us, that's 1 million shillings. So our economy as a people is 1 million. You get the idea, yeah? Our economy is 1 million. So what happens when we increase our buying capacity? Let's say I am not just me. They, I have a, a system behind me. And then I start buying products worth a million from Kamara, from Chris. And also Kamara is buying a million from me, etc. So I'm able to buy products worth nine million and I have my own products of about, is it a million? Yeah. I don't know if I'm doing that correctly. Okay. I think there is some part I'm not doing correctly, but it's okay. Uh, because if I'm going to sell a million to everyone, then I can't have only yeah. worth yeah. a million. You get that? Yeah. So it would have to be a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what I'm trying to say is that by just raising the level of purchase and production, our economy changes because it becomes a, in that my flawed thinking at this point, but if you take it as an example, then would our economy would be worth 10 million. No, no, actually, 100. Do, do you see that? So that, that's how you build economies. Uh, as people produce more and more pe people buying more from those people who are producing more, as they buy from them, they have more purchasing power so they can actually buy more from others. As people buy more from me, I'm able to buy more from them. So overall, we become a bigger economy. So in other words, the less we produce and buy, the smaller our economy is. So actually, much of what you hear about economic, economy size has to do with speed of transaction. The slower your speed of transaction, the smaller your economy becomes. The faster your speed of transaction, the faster your economy becomes. Because if you move 1,000 shillings around three times a day, that economy is not the same size as moving the same 1,000 shillings around 300 times a day. Okay. Huh. Okay. In other words, economics has to do with both what you have, but more importantly, what's moving. It has to do with what's moving. 
So that's why we must get into being fruitful and start moving things. Did you get it? So, so, of course, that's a very simplistic model. It's more complex than that, but I want you to see the, the, the thing. That if we all produce that, if we all produce 10K, and so what people are buying from us is that little, it means that also our capacity to buy from others is that little. But if we produce mob, and people are buying a lot from us. Also, our capacity to buy from others is a lot. So that's the idea. So it says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. So we looked at the four levels of idea development. Incubation, production, multiplication, dominion. Last week, Chris took us through incubation. He showed us all the different business sectors in the country and how you can participate. There are people here who are in tourism. Who is in tourism? Or what tourism? Hey, yes. Uh, manufacturing, anyone? Okay, guys, we need to get into manufacturing real fast. I can tell you, manufacturing is the holy grail. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get your way around it. Manufacturing, we need to get into manufacturing speedily, quickly. Yeah, take a trip to China, you'll see that there is industries you can set up at the back of your house. There's this, I'll call him a friend, he has a soap manufacturing business at the back of his house, complete with bottling, branding, and distribution to supermarkets. Mm. We, business garage people, we need to start tapping into manufacturing. We need to get people here who are into manufacturing and they educate us. Agriculture. Agriculture. It's complicated a little bit. <laughs> this man is in agriculture, right? How many acres are you farming? 100 acres. He has all sorts of equipment. So, go big or go home. <laughs> agriculture is complicated when it is small. Complicated. To, to turn the numbers around is complicated. So, ah, she's into agriculture. Vegetables, goats, everything that is in that direction. Who else is in agriculture? Oh, hey, is in agriculture uh, and diver. And so, a Greek is big, and guess what? It's about to go bigger. Because there is one thing you cannot stop human beings from doing. Eating. They must eat three times a day. That's money. So agriculture is big. Tourism is big. It can get bigger if we sort out some of our issues. Uh, what else? A lot of us are in the service industry, right? 
Yeah, service industries is big. Uh, it's getting more and more competitive, but we will survive. But we all. But the thing is, the market is there. Do, do, do you know why you know the market is there? Businesses that provide average services in Uganda are alive. Like average, and they open every day. They are still ongoing. That's how you know the market is still there. We haven't yet been pushed to a point where if you're not delivering incredible excellence, you can't survive. No, we are not yet there. We are far from there. That's why, you know, we just open your thing. People come. Jemuri, what do you want? As in, the customer, somebody's asking you what do you want. So, there is so much opportunity. So much so that if any of us decide to start and mark up the work with a certain level of excellence, documenting everything so that you start preparing for multiplication, which we'll talk about next week, then you cannot fail. Are we together? So production, production, production involves, you see those bright ideas you wrote down last Sunday? We have to go from idea to action. The longer you wait to do something you should do now, the greater the odds that you'll never actually do it. That's called the law of diminishing intent. How many ideas do you have? Lots. Why haven't you acted on them? I don't know. Sometimes the lie is the thinking that if you're not doing it yourself, the idea can't come to life. That's very bad thinking. Bring together 20 people, sell the idea to them. One of those 20 will probably be better equipped to execute it than you. You're already too busy. Let someone else execute the idea. Just be glad to be a part of it. Contribute to the capital, whatever it is. Let someone run it. Instead of 20 people each, instead of 50 people each running their small thing, Get all of yourselves together, put the money together, write the policies, and employ one of you to be the CEO to run the thing. And it's a big thing. You may think I'm jumping, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I know why I'm here. Because I know I'm jumping ahead of myself, because every Ugandan thinks the only way to do the thing is you show up yourself, open the doors, and sit behind the counter. Why? And then you have 20 friends who are doing the same thing. Why are you wasting all that time? You're having 20 people doing something which can be done by, two, by one person of your caliber who you should hire to be the CEO so they hire like two other helps. So you have all together three people doing the thing other than 20. So the, the rest of you go find other things that you are more competent about. <laughs> you know, when, you say, when Trump became president, he was found out to be involved in 500 businesses, more than 500 businesses. You think he was in all those businesses running them? No, he was in his penthouse in New York. And then there are all those people, probably he's just a shareholder, an investor in, some of, in most of them. And there are the just people running them. That's how you are going to get wealthy. You will not get wealthy... Leadership begins with ideas executed. 
So once you bring the idea and you front it and you're at the forefront of executing it, you're the, you participate in leading. But it does not mean you must lead the effort. So that, that's what I'm trying to drive at right here, people. Because uh, I would preach this differently in other services. I'd be like, okay, give me your effort now. But I'm at, in business garage. I want us to think better. All right? So. Production. Entrepreneurs are people who solve problems for uh, profit. Right? Money is a reward for solving problems. So if you're broke, it means you're not solving enough problems. As long as problems are in the world, broke is illegal. Broke is unacceptable. Broke is not even to be discussed. Okay. I didn't mean to sound bad. I'm just saying that we grew up with promote cooperatives and marketing and school track and someone else taking care of us. And then we became adults and we still think that should be happening. So we are comfortable being broke. No, no. Let's go solve problems. Okay? People come into this country with one suitcase. And in a few years, they are owning several buildings. And those who were born here, who should have the advantage? Witchcraft. They call it witchcraft. Just, <laughs> we just become bitter. Okay. Guys, are you getting my heart? Huh? Go produce something. Solving the right problems for the right people in the right places at the right prices will lead to Profit solving the right problems for the right people. Not everyone is your client. Not everyone is your client. Some of you, you offer certain services where <laughs> if you, <laughs> you, see, you know what happens, eh? uh, if you get people who pay 100K, what clients are they going to refer to you? All the referrals that come to you will be 90K. And the 90Ks will refer 80Ks. <laughs> and before you know it, you're working until midnight, but you're still broke. Why? Wrong category. <laughs> Diminishing referrals. Everyone, think, everyone thinks they can get it cheaper from you. I experienced this. I, I used to be a good architect who used to do people's drawings at a very low price. And then they would go tell their friends how there is this guy who can do for you at a cheap price. And then they would come and negotiate the, 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 the cheap price which I gave the last person who went and told the other person. Then you find yourself shuttling from place to place, appointment to appointment, site to site, but broke. Not knowing your value. Busy and broke is not right. So get, understand the market and who your real customer is. Some of us, we have this fear of, ah, if I raise my price, they will go away. Yes. 
those who go will be the wrong clientele. This town has money. Stop throwing away your pals to swine. So, find the pricing, the right pricing for your product and stick with it. Do you know why we always suffer? Because we are not willing to deliver the excellence. No, if you stick with a certain look, if you are the only person who can remove my hat and put it back and it works, I am going to have to come to you regardless of the price. Others can remove and it doesn't work. But if you can put it back and it works, I have to come to you. So then it becomes an issue of, am I ready to deliver excellence? You tell you about this friend of ours who has his friends, you know, friends of friends, his friends in China. They make teapots, clay teapots. You know teapots for drinking green tea? The cheapest is $40,000. You don't sell those in Chiembe. There is a clientele for those ones. At the same time, there is a clientele for uh, nice house of plastics. You know that, that cup, that mug in Boding Primor? You remember that nice house of plastic plate which you could not break? The one which had four lines near that one. You, even if you bend it backwards, you would never break that plate. I remember it very well. So there is a market for different things. What might be confusing you is trying to market teapots uh, tea of 40K to Miri Primary. So, let me move on. Says he was a slack hand becomes poor. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. Is the word of the Lord unbreakable? Yeah? Is it true? Is it true that the things God says are true? Then it's over there. The hand of the diligent will be made Rich, the soul of the lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Stop being apologetic about being rich. That's the thing we dealt with in the beginning. We still have to deal with maybe a little bit every Sunday. Some people have this idea that our God is an average God. And that God is okay with you as long as you do not start having a lot of money. Because then it's not okay. Why? He's the one who is recommending these things. He says, be diligent and what will happen? In all labor, this is one of my favorite verses. In how much labor? In all labor there is profit. Profit. Wow. Like all labor. So we have to get people to start. We have to get people to start producing. Produce something. And I know, I look around the room, I know that everyone here is producing something. Yeah? Flor come, come, Florence. Come. Now that you're here. 
I, I lent you my time, so now I'm going to exact it in your testimony. Uh huh. You've done some things, yeah. and you're starting to see some. Share quickly. I know you know how to speak quickly, and what <laughs> you have a minute or less. Okay. Last year, we, when Moses started doing SSFG, he talked about income streams. That was my biggest takeaway. So I looked around what other things I could monetize. I realized I had a passion for clothes and picking out clothes and shopping and whatever. And I had been doing it for fun whenever I want, when I don't want. I got serious. I started fashion forward with my sister. We import children's clothes from UK that are good quality because people struggle to find good clothes that are quality for their children. And we're making big sales. Um, and being part of the coaching in SSFG, we're now going bigger. We're going to China. I was, <laughs> Mose challenged me one time to be on social media. I wasn't a social media person. So he challenged me because I was a location pastor then. He told me, you have to be present. I started. And I realized I was good at it and it was so much fun. When the income streams idea started, when we talked about income streams, I said, I'm going to monetize this one. I made my first fruit last month from digital marketing and I'm booking many more clients. I keep going. Uh-huh. I keep going. You have more. Yes. <laughs> income streams. The income streams still, talking about investments and investing in different places, even passive investments. I think he talked about that you don't have to be the one to do everything. I found out about this investment person, I mean, um, business called Imali Capital from a friend. So I didn't have all the money, that we, at least the money we, to start with. So what I did, I went and interested my sisters. We put money together and invested in Imali. We got our first fruit last month. Generally, it's a thing of implement, find people if you cannot do it alone. Awesome. So now she's making some money. She could still be there being the nice wife of Mrs. Senyonjo. Where is Mrs. Senyonjo? I saw it. Hey, Mami Senyonjo, come here as well. So she could be there. Uh, Mrs. Senyonjo taking care of her kids, but yet she can, she can use that time while at home to just promote some people's businesses on social media and get paid. So this, I don't understand how people can go to church and be there that they, 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 they are broke, blazer, transport back home. No, there's so much opportunity. So much opportunity. We are just not thinking. But I think that the problem is bigger. We've grown up with promote cooperatives and marketing and school trucks and, and, and this whole idea that if you can find it free or cheaper, it's better. My friend, cheap is expensive. I got to find out in a very painful way. I can't even tell you the story. <laughs> Paul worked. Paul, the apostle, worked. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands are provided for my necessities and for those who are with me. I have shown you in every way by doing what? Laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. 
You yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we are not disorderly among you. In other words, those who don't work are disorderly. I, I, I know those people are not here, but when you find them, I know they are existing in the body of Christ. Just tell them, you're being disorderly. <laughs> Go get a job. One of the qualifications for marriage, if you're a man, is to have a job. Nor did we eat anyone's bread free of church. <laughs> oh, I need to move on, right? It's getting sensitive. And the time is up. Huh? <laughs> you can't fall in love. <laughs> While you're broke and disorderly, especially if you're a man. I will not speak for the ladies. I will speak for the men. It's illegal. Tolina waka. No, did we eat anyone's bread free of church? This is the Apostle Paul, you people. After Jesus, he is the one who has advanced the church the most in all of history. But nowadays it looks like the more anointed you are, the more exempt from work you are. It's like you can't be anointed and working at the same time. What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's today's church. And then we wonder why we have all the problems we have. Look at Paul. Free of church, but worked with labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you, not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. For even when we are with you, we commanded you this. If anyone will not work, neither should he eat or marry. That last part I've added. <laughs> Oh, love can get complicated when the proposers are not. For, anyway, I've finished. I've finished. <laughs> uh, we should close this service like right now. Brethren, have you understood? Movemo promote cooperatives and marketing. Vaco school track. Go get it, buy it. If you find a brother or sister who is offering you a service, if you think it's within reasonable pricing, take it at the price. Don't try to get them down to where they are now just <laughs> covering costs. You know, eh? like we are covering the costs. Let's just cover the costs. Because you're killing the economy by doing that. If you go to buy products from Agape, don't negotiate too much. The, the price markup is important for her economy and therefore everyone else's. Yeah? Now, I'm not saying just go buy. I'm one of those who negotiates everything. <laughs> Confession. But, but <laughs> Florence agrees entirely. But within reason. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, don't press the person because they are trying to fulfill the word of the Lord.
to, to produce something. So go produce something. A service, uh, good, uh, something. And be very creative about it, okay? There's so much money in the economy. So much money in the economy. Which, you know, you'll be, your mind will be blown if you discovered all the money you could make. If you just put a little creativity and thought to what you're doing, right? So don't be around. Okay, this is the main takeout. As we go out, it is not okay not to make money. That's the main takeout. <laughs> it is absolutely not okay not to make money in this economy. It's not okay. So start making money and start setting some serious targets, right? Set your target for 2020. It's too late for 2019. You still have a few months. You can say, okay, within the next four months, maybe I should make at least 100 million. And then go ahead and do it because that money is there, I guarantee you. All right? So it's not okay not to make money in this economy. God bless you so much. Thanks for coming out for Business Garage. Next week, we are talking about multiplication. Some of you have already started. You're working, but now you need to start setting up systems so that Agape Electricals can be in a thousand places. So that's what we are dealing with next week. So bring all those people, and let's try and figure out together how we can multiply. Amen. Why don't we stand together and just pray and close? Yay. Yeah. Take one person's hand. And uh, speak some life-giving words to them, offer them. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. 